Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And you had some, I don't know if this is follow-up news or... Oh, um, well, I, anyway, <laughs> I didn't think I would be leading. Uh, I don't know why I just told you that I have stuff to talk about. And then you're like, what are you talking about? And now I'm caught off guard. Me, do you want I'm me to so... catch you off guard again? <laughs> no, no, I can, I can do this or we're just charming and you can leave it in. This is who we are <laughs> and this is what our show is. We talk about ourselves and how we feel and uh, we don't hide who we are. Anyway... What I wanted to discuss a little bit was I want to take up a new hobby, and I wanted to talk to you about that because that's hilarious. I'm sorry. I'm... No, you're totally laughing <laughs> like, at me. I'm, yeah, I'm laughing at you with love, but I think you know why. <laughs> because uh, all the hobbies. <laughs> Give me all the hobbies. Um, I can't sit still for two seconds. I'm a compulsive maker. Anytime I see something that's pretty, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Let's so... also be fair. These are unprecedented. I hate that term. <laughs> but these are weird <laughs> times like every uh, like just wanting to feel like something is happening is a thing <laughs> like feeling like hey <laughs> something is different at the end of the day than it was at the beginning of the day <laughs> exactly we're so, at a point where i told all of social media and all my channels today that i wrote a bus <laughs> <laughs> you're like something happened different <laughs> So, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about the idea of starting something new, kind of out of the blue, as we, you and I tend to do, being compulsive makers. And I also want to, a little tiny bit, talk about letting old things go in order to make room for that new stuff. Did you buy a glass blowing forge? I didn't, but it is glass related. I'm magical. (laughs) What is is it? Is it? Is it the sea glass? No, it's not the sea glass, but it kind of like grew out of the idea of the sea glass. So I kind of want to start... I should stop guessing. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, it's cool. I love your guessing. You're getting very close. You will probably eventually guess it. Uh, But I'm going to tell you, I want to start doing stained glass. That was going to be my next glass. My next glass. My next guess. (laughs) Oh my God. We are so overheated. Well, it's like, it seems like the equipment needed is small. And when I brought this up to the person I live with, he's like, how much room do you need? And how much equipment do you need to buy? When I was like, I want to start a new hobby. how much glass am I going to step on? (laughs) Well, I just, I pitched it to him with, I'm going to start a new hobby. And he's like, how much room does it need? And how much equipment do you have to buy? And I think like stained glass or doing stained glass is pretty um, compact as long as you keep the pieces small to start with, which I'm going to try and do small and simple first to try and figure out how to do it. But I've always liked soldering and things in some of my old jobs. And I don't know. I feel like my name's Tiffany. I feel like it's like a natural thing. I should be doing stained glass. Very good call. That's actually something that I've been sort of interested in because it's like it's it's just it's so magical. And when it's done, you it's even more magical, like in the light when the Mm -hmm. light comes through it. And you can make little art pieces or big pieces. And I also like, because I see a lot of people who do sort of new and different things with stained glass. Mm-hmm. Like people who do these small decorative things to like hang in a window. And sometimes they'll feel super classical, but then they're a turtle or something. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Okay. Tell me more. Tell me no, more. No, yeah. So I I feel like I can take it to like a modern place where I've seen other crafts and other handicrafts and things that people have made, just like you were saying like like quilting, like you see traditional quilts, but then there are these really cool modern quilts, right? That just it embodies like modern aesthetics. And I think I 
want to do that with stained glass. And I was especially thinking of the way I've been painting like the tattoo, like the sailor tattoos on rocks and stuff. I was stuff. just going to say I that. I was like, I want to do the sailor tattoos, but in glass. And I think that would be so awesome. So that, that is what I want to so do. That would be so cool. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And, and jellyfish. Yeah. Jelly, like all that. Just, I want to do all the things that I'm painting, but in glass. <laughs> Speaking of quilting, I saw the other day somebody posted, I think it was on Reddit. I'll see if I can find it. It was uh, a quilt that was like sea turtles and like all the colors of the ocean around them. And then it had a really wide pale blue border around the quilt pattern. And then, you know, like when you do the actual what is the quilting where you sort of sew it down, mm-hmm. all of that was drawings that their little kid had done. So like little kid sort of head footy doodles. So That's like awesome. the quilting pattern around this. It was so I'd never seen that before. And it was such a fun idea. And you know, it's it's subtle. If you don't see it, you might just be like, all right, it's some sort of, you know, mosaic movement of the thread. But it's these when you look at them, it's these really fun, really cute little kid drawings that make up the border for this quilt. It was really cool. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I'm like looking for a craving is to find like those little new things in a kind of an old craft to like tickle your brain. So that's why I'm moving forward. But in addition to adding something to my list because I've been talking to you for a few years now. I'm planning on taking something off of my list and that is unfortunately going to be We Draw Wednesdays. I'm letting it go. Inktober is coming up and it's so much more popular and it just my I started off like with a lot of steam and it just slowly trickled out and so I'm just letting that project go And I'm embracing the dot tiff that came out of that project. And I'm letting the We Draw Wednesdays go. So I have a comic out of it, which is fun that I update here and there. And yeah, so just making room. And I think that that is an important thing that I think past me wouldn't have been able to let go of. And now I'm kind of able to do that. Yeah, I don't see it as a failure. I see it as something that I tried. And there were other things around that were bigger, like, um, you know, Art Snacks has a day like a drawing challenge thing. And um, Inktober ended up extending their daily drawing challenges to like, throughout the year for like weekly drawing challenges. So it just it wasn't the right time. I was too late. (laughs) I mean, in a way, it, it was exactly the right time because you were like picking up on something in the on the in the zeitgeist you know like yeah. this is something that people want and then it's usually i mean kind of the luck of the draw or chance what someone picks up on and what someone like like i really liked we draw wednesdays both for the prompt it gave me and to get to watch all these people drawing just different things like you know the mm-hmm. portraits of the same dog every week i love that <laughs> yeah i really yeah no I like i'm not gonna be like no keep doing it because i think you're right like you have to let go of things and you know, we're going to talk today about getting really good at things. And I think one of the things that is required is to realize that you can't be good at all things. Mm-hmm. Like Leonardo da Vinci was Leonardo da Vinci, but that's about it, you know. And there are people who can be good at multiple things, but even they probably can't. Like just even for for time, if you have to put in those 10,000 hours, you don't have an unlimited supply of 10,000 hours chunks, for all the things you want to get good at, like guitar, and I want to, you know, learn how to build a house. And I like, you just, you can't, you can become decent at multiple things. But yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things like successful people or people that have successes in their life and you see them as being like, wow, look at all the, look at this wonderful thing that they did. You don't see all the times that they failed or all the projects that they let go of and moved on from because or the mediums or hobbies that they dropped. Exactly. So you're only seeing them on the the things that they've excelled at. And that's something that we are going to talk about today. Because as we mentioned before, um, we often talk about, you know, not needing to be amazing at something for it to be worthy of enjoying it. It's one of those things like, how do you get good at something if you do want to get good at it, and you do want to pursue you know, an expertise in something. And yeah, the easy answer is go to school and practice. (laughs) But it's there's more to it than that. Because I can't tell myself to go to school and practice and actually do it like I I need more. And I'm sure you do too. I figure we could start talking because the the practical parts of it, like the very, very logistics is like, practice and learn, (laughs) regardless of how you do that. But you have to actually do that. And that's where like the motivating part comes in. So what do you think motivates you to want to get good at something aside from the sheer like, I like being good at things? That's such a loaded, difficult question, right? Like, especially, you know, being an artist, I'm waving my hands in the air. <laughs> like sometimes it feels like it's a magical power of just or or uh, you know the the creativity fairy transcends on you one day and all of a sudden you're crazy motivated and then the next day you're on TikTok for 12 hours not doing anything. So it's like Tiff where... is shading me because I was late to recording because I got stuck on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but I was on TikTok all day yesterday instead of painting. Like all day, literally. It was it was just one of those really, really low motivation days. And it's like, okay, I let that day go. I forgave myself for having a lazy day. And now today, where am I going to find that motivation to do what I actually want to do? And what my heart tells me I should do, but what sometimes my body is just like, you're not doing it. And that's the harder question. I have a hard time answering that because sometimes it is just seeing the right inspiration on social media. Sometimes it's having like a spark of an idea that you know if you don't do it right now, it's going to be lost. And sometimes the the feeling of the loss of that idea is enough to, you know, give me the momentum to start working on it. And other times it's just like that idea I can put in a note and then let it fade away. Um, so it's really, it's, it's for me, maybe it's the most of... Um, I I hate relying on the perception of other people to motivate me, but sometimes it comes down to how do I want to be able to present myself out in the world? And if I don't do the thing that I say that I'm doing and have something to show for it, then I'm a total fraud. So it's like the motivation of having a backlog of proof. (laughs) Because I was just, I was just about to say that, as much as people make fun of it, I think a legitimate motivator is like, I like accolades. I like people saying that I'm good. And maybe even more so, I like feeling that people are right when they say I'm good. You know, like mm. we talk about like, it's, it's really hard to gauge other people's art if you don't know about art. So I want to feel when people say like, that's really good that I don't want to say, no, this is wrong or feel like, well, they just don't know because I'm not good yet. I want to be able to feel when someone mm-hmm. gives me a compliment on something that I've done, 
that even if I feel like, well, you know, don't look at this dress from the back, I still want to feel like, yes, this is actually a really pretty thing that I made. The way to get there is either take shortcuts or practice, you know? And in the same way, like it's, I think, you know, any kind of motivator that isn't actively hurting you, that is like, if, if you're hiding away from the world for years until you get to say that you're an artist, maybe not the most healthy motivator. But if you're like, you know, if, if you're using it more as a, a nudge than as a, a, like a deep, you know, philosophical mental thing, I think that works too. Like, because I was thinking about this and it's so different. Like, I don't think I could point to one thing. Like, sometimes it's, I like doing this thing and I think I will like it more if I'm not frustrated. Mm. <laughs> uh, like, if I if I know the basic skills so that I know what I'm doing and I'm not spending the whole time cursing it because that makes me enjoy it less. And sometimes it's because I remember how much fun it was when I scaled the last peak, like, the, the last improvement peak, and I want to get that like high again mm -hmm. and yeah no sometimes it is very much but like i like to be good at things and i think that's also a valid motivator sometimes but it's that thing that we keep coming back to that when you have a propensity for things you have a tendency to be good at makey things it's so hard then to suddenly not be at a new skill because you think of yourself as someone who is like you know dexterous and artistic mm -hmm. and suddenly you're all thumbs and that can sometimes also make it hard when you really want to level up because you're not used to resistance what do you do to like get you not just like motivating you but what do you do to actually get you working at the practice like what do you have any specific strategies i have to clear my schedule I have to have nothing in my way because if I see any kind of roadblock, especially, I don't know about you, but for a lot of different crafts, it is, it's all about the time because sometimes it takes so much time to get stuff out and to get things ready. And I, I often use that as a crutch and an excuse, um, which is not a good thing, but the idea of like setting up paints and like, if I had, if everything's away, you know, and I have to set everything up like that process of thinking like, okay, I'm going to paint today. I have to have the whole day, right? Because it's like, I don't want to be interrupted. I get in a zone and like, I just, I want to keep doing it. And another thing that kind of helps me get going is sometimes looking at my old stuff, like, mm -hmm. which is strange, you know, maybe even like looking back through um, an Instagram account that I have, like that has all of my paintings on it or my comic account and like going back all the way to the first one or even just like on my iPad like looking at some of the stuff that I've drawn you know years ago and I think and I look back at what I did and I look at back where I am now and I'm like oh man I'm so much better like it's so different like I got so much better and I think to myself the only reason you got better is because there's a whole bunch of stuff in between that starting point and now. Like you filled in that gap with a whole bunch of stuff that you did. And then I also think like, what if you did more? What if there were more times in between that gap? How much better would you be now if you, instead of, you know, watching TikTok all day or instead of getting distracted and starting like one little project that you really weren't that interested in, but you were using it as a distraction device... Like, what if you just like focused and did it? Imagine where you would be right now. And a lot of times that kind of motivates me to keep going. And that's when you'll see like the burst of, oh, here's like six things that Tiff painted or here's like four, you know, comic 
little blobs that she made. It's like seeing that like where one thing started and where it ended up and knowing like, wow, if you do more of this in a few weeks, in a few months, in a few years, it's going to look so much better and be so much better because you just practiced. And that's like my only personal interior self motivator that actually seems to work. How do you do it? Like, how do you even when you're not feeling well, like, how do you get all of your like sewing stuff out and make a dress. The only way I'd be motivated to sew is because it was my job, right? Like I can't imagine pulling everything out if it's not like for Halloween right now. Well, that's that's the thing that I was sitting and thinking about where you're talking about stuff sort of being there for you is that I'm glad that I have sort of taken over our little library room and made it into my sewing room mm-hmm. because that means that the machine is out and the tools are out. And like, I know the fabrics are all like in their drawers in our big secretary. And and I, that also makes me feel less bad about having multiple projects going because like I have a, a place for them and I'm not in someone's way and I don't have to pull everything out. Like I know that if my sewing machine lived down here in my in my office and I had to like, either bring another table in or clear. I don't think I could clear my desk, actually. There's too many monitors and stuff. But you know what I mean? Like, if I had to do that, I wouldn't be making as many dresses. I would have, like, a short burst, and then it would probably be months. But now I'm like, it's right there. And, you know, the things that I'm working on are out. They're either, you know, on the mannequin or they're in a little basket that I put out. So I can also go and do a little bit at a time, Mm -hmm. which is really good because... The weird paradox about trying to get better at sewing is that a lot of the like the we talked about how I'm crap at actually finishing things. And I don't mean the literal finishing as in hems, but just getting to that point. And it's important to have the skills of good finishing and sewing, like the seams and the pressing. I mean, the the seams as in the hems, but those aren't necessarily the new skills that I'm working at getting good at which is why it's very good for me to be like, all right, well, this dress is in another stage and giving myself complete permission because I don't have a lack of dresses mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to give myself permission to be like, well, OK, uh, I, I don't want to work on hemming this. I want to get good at zippers and I have this dress that I need to work on a zipper install or whatever it might be. And I think it's this this like it's an immense luxury to have that. But I think that's what it is. You know, if, if your thing is you want to get really good at sketching, then carry your sketchbook around in your bag, like on your walks. Or just, you know, sit down on a rock and, and, and sketch something. Even if you're sketching comics, you know, hmm. uh, you're not sketching the landscape. Something just quickly occurred to me. When you say, like, carry your sketchbook around or have things around, it's almost like <laughs> craft for the person you want to be, right? Like... I always feel like, oh, I'm going to carry my sketchbook around and I'm going to be a person that sketches and I'm going to have like a, you know, be that person in the park that draws things. And then you have that imposter syndrome or the, that fear of, oh, God, I'm not really what I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really this person. I'm just like trying to pretend to be this person. But guess what? By wanting to be that person and taking your sketchbook somewhere and drawing. You are that person. You are that person. Like, that's who you, like, that's it. It's just like, you know, wear the thing that makes you happy. And you're like, oh, no, this, this, you know. Um, I have to save it for better. Yeah, this, this, this uh, pin together rocker skirt. I'm, I'm such a, you know, poser. But it's like, no, if that's what you want to wear and you're wearing it, guess what? Everyone looking at you doesn't think you're a poser. It's just you. Like, you know, like everyone sees that this is what you like. And I think that that's with crafts and with doing stuff and being out there and and making things. You are what you are. I'm a podcaster. I'm doing a podcast. Like it Mm -hmm. happened and it's there and I'm not a fraud because it's I'm making it. 
So how yeah, can and you like, be a fraud? I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a tailor or a professional seamstress, but I would definitely call myself like a sewist or sewer because I like to sew things and I think I'm, you know, jumping up in scale. Like I said, I did pin ducks. Uh, <laughs> I would but, call you a seamstress. I mean, honestly, someone hands you something and says, like, here's a pattern. Can you make this dress for me? You would probably be like, yeah, I can. Maybe there won't be like they'll every once in a while there'll be like a crooked seam. But guess what? You can probably make that dress way better, faster than almost anybody that is around you. Like totally. But you know what I mean? Like I'm in the same way where it's like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not a professional artist. I'm not a professional photographer, but I would take on that title because I like doing the thing and I do the thing. But yeah, I think you have to sometimes, the same way that I always try to treat myself as a toddler and or a houseplant, I need water and sun. Just like remember that we we are bad at object permanence. You know, if things Mm. are put away too much of the time and you don't at least like open the drawer or like tell your watch to go, hey, 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 draw a comic or whatever (laughs) works for you, you're you're at least less likely to do it unless you're that wonderful person who I am not, who has like discipline and remembers to do things. Do those people exist or do they just seem like they exist because we see people who are like doing stuff? I don't know. I don't know for real. If if you exist, please email us. <laughs> I want to know. I f- <laughs> no, I, I'm sure they do. But I think also like for me, sometimes it's just plain stubbornness. It's like, I don't, it's kind of a both sides of the coin where I'm like, well, I want to be the kind of person who does this and I want to get good at it and nobody's going to tell me I'm not. And then at the same time, like, and I also don't want to be a person who fails at things. And mm-hmm. how do I not fail at things? Well, I have like not be like, well, to not fail at things, you don't do them. That's one way to do it. But I'm, you know, I, I try to make sure that I'm like, well, the way to not fail it is to do it over and over again and get less and less crappy. And that at a certain point, what is what I think is really hard, because we're talking about getting good, and then to get really good, you have to get stuck at like, you know, an eight out of 10 for a long time, I think, for a mm. lot of crafts and a lot of people, because at least I think you, you feel like that, because then it gets super, because we're talking about like measurable progress, looking at like, well, what did this look like three years ago? And what does it look like now? And I think that's super important. I think that's a super helpful tip, like, get out your old stuff, look at old pictures, whatever it might be. But I think also at that point, it's so hard to try to measure, like, what do I need to get better? And it's like, more soul? You know, Mm -hmm. like, do I Mm -hmm. do I need to find the very like that, that super tiny finish, that super tiny difference that you just have to do the same thing over and over again to figure out like, oh, 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 it's this reflection needs a different tint and mm-hmm. you might not see it until you see it or like oh my vases need a slightly different angle at the base and now I found it and now I can replicate it and you need to do a bunch of different things to get the, to that point which include in my case throwing a lot so that I know I can control the clay and then doing a lot of different things to train my eye to see shapes that I like and shapes that I don't like and maybe shapes that I like doing and then trying out like 18 different bottoms and be like, that's the one. And I mean, I could maybe it's possible that like early on, I could have drawn that same vase and be like, this is what I want to do. But I wouldn't I would have a harder time seeing it because I wouldn't know what the different aspects are. And I definitely wouldn't be able to achieve it 
unless by accident and then I wouldn't be able to repeat it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then after that, I also have to be good enough at the glazing. In my case, I use primarily pre-made glazes, um, but it might be that I need to learn to mix glazes and I need to learn all of those techniques so that I know that I can glaze a really big vase and be sure about, and if I want this effect and do I need a, you know, a drip catcher in the kiln and all of this stuff that you need to work towards, even when you're getting really good, you need those steps along the way, I think. I mean, again, some people are super talented, but then we get that thing that I think we talked about, was it the last episode or the one before, that if you're lucky at being good at something, then you don't know how to get good at the thing that's just parallel to it. Hmm. Like if you're super, and I mean, again, it's the gifted child's curse, but if you just keep practicing and doing the thing, which is super hard when you're like, I'm at an eight out of 10, that's great. And you don't have to become a 10. We keep talking about this, but if you do, I think that may actually be the part where it gets the hardest because the plateaus of skill they suck because you're like you're stuck there and like I was doing better it was great like you look at the things you were doing a year ago but suddenly like either you're getting worse or you're just like I'm not improving why am I not improving but I think those last kind of points or steps uh, or or crests of the mountain they're not about like improving a skill or anything like that they are where it's just like something needs to click in a way that I don't think you have at any of the other steps. I feel like Does any of this make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're saying, like that extra spark, like that, the, those steps towards the end where you ultimately find yourself and you can kind of see this now the way, just like I said, you look at your own old work, you can look at other people's old work and see where they kind of went over that boundary it's like yes they were proficient they were able to make the thing look like the thing that they were making and then it's like you you watch and i'm using instagram as as an example because it's so easy to scroll really far back into like an artist's feed whatever they're making and it's almost really fascinating because like you see that point like that that spot in their their pictures where all of a sudden it becomes them it's like they stopped making a thing and they started making their thing and absolutely and i love when cartoonists redraw their old strips yeah because you're like oh yeah no i see like this is where you found your and, and it's it's okay to change right it's okay to adjust and it's okay to pick something that's like oh this wasn't working or this was you know what it meant before but now it's turned into something different as like a tiny example that I can like grab from my own life I'm drawing this little comic girl that's supposed to be me for a long time she is a stick figure with a triangle dress um when she was wearing like almost no clothes in some of the strips or like she was wearing a bikini she was a stick with a bikini now she's a triangle with a bikini which I find very funny and that like underneath (laughs) her triangle dress she is still a triangle shape like and that wasn't always how it was and I had to be okay with letting go of how I had drawn her in the past in order to make her better for the future and so it's like anything that you're doing, whether you are a painter of landscapes or you're a potter, it's like letting go of the way you did something in the past that was okay, or it was standard, or it was like the way you were learning um, to then increase to that level or that that one little thing that you get to in the future of, oh, this is what's going to make this mine. It's like it went from being a stick figure that anybody could draw with a triangle dress and again anyone can draw it but still it's like I thought that that was one little funny extra thing that all of a sudden felt like 
this little figure, this thing that I created is really mine. And I think that you can do that with anything that you're creating. And that's like one of those motivators that can increase your increase your capacity to like want to continue doing it because it's like, ooh, I found that little like brain spark in the thing that I'm making that makes it feel more like mine. What else can I bring this to? How else can I do this? You know, how else can I level up? And a lot of the times those skills come from practice. Sometimes they even come from, you know, watching some tutorials and actually leveling yourself up with extra education, whether you are taking classes or you ask a cartoonist friend or like, I'm just saying cartoon because it's on my mind right now. But like you ask a friend who's doing the same kind of thing that you are. Hey, can you look at my stuff? Don't ask a random artist to do this. They do not do that. You should not have them do that. That is kind of rude. Ask to pay anybody for their time because people's time is worth stuff. Um, PSA over. But like there are ways to have support groups for what you are creating and people you can use as sounding boards in a, you know, non-invasive, upsetting way. Uh, <laughs> can I, like, can I, I just thought of thing. Can I set you a challenge? Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, those, you know, those when it was like uh, six fan arts, like draw characters in your style. Oh no. But also draw, <laughs> draw like other people's cartoons in your style. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, it would be fun because Tiff is so minimalist. Dot uh, Tiff is so minimalist, but also just like because that would also make you think about like what is still your style, but also recognizably this other thing. Like what would Dot Tiff hmm. look like in Scooby Doo world, or what would Scooby Doo <laughs> look like plopped into Dot Dot Tiff's sort of plane of existence? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly because I what think you mean. like because that is that is another thing like trying to. I mean, actually, like, copy other people's things, figure out what makes their thing their thing, mm-hmm. because sometimes that only comes after you draw their thing or paint their thing mm-hmm. or try to replicate. And then, like, don't, you know, don't sell it or claim it as your own, but feel free to show it off and be like, hey, I tried, you know. But that could, like, help your lighting get better, help your shaping get better, help your, you know, line work or embroidery or anything. It can help your stuff that you're making get way better by trying out someone else's technique. And then you realize, oh, if I put this color here or if I stitch this this way, it's going to make the thing that I create. And you're not stealing. These are techniques. These are Mm -hmm. skills. Like these are the the premises of things you need to learn. And I feel like a lot of times we are talking to ourselves and our audience. Our audience is often not professional artists or, Mm -hmm. or makers. You we are often talking to hobbyists who want to either be more motivated to do the hobby that they love or to get better at things. And I'm sure all the professional artists out there are like screaming at us because we're like figuring out the things that people who are going to school have figured out forever. And that's why they're going Good to school. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Good for them. But I feel like we're also, it's helpful to maybe you're sitting there doing a craft while listening to us talking now and just having those kind of motivators again we're talking about motivators that is the kind of thing that it, it's encouraging to know that people go through these processes like over and over every new person that comes up into the into life in the world and now you are you are no longer a child now you are a crafter <laughs> like you found your thing uh they're gonna go through all the same stuff and it's useful to hear us going through it I mean I know it's useful for me to hear you going through it to talk (laughs) through it with you but it's also one of those things that these are techniques that people have figured out and everyone needs to find a way to figure them out and I think what you were saying I want to sort of 
bring it up again. I really, really liked what you were saying about looking through artists' older stuff because it's really easy to look at the new stuff and see it as inspiration and motivation and be like, this is the goal. This is what I want to achieve. But I think sometimes we forget to be like, well, what were their, you know, steps three through eight, you know, Mm -hmm. and be like, how did you... How, how did they get there? And maybe also even be like, well, they weren't always amazing. They were really great to begin with because they're arty people, but they have both improved and changed. Like you said, like finding your thing. And sometimes it's hard to know what your thing is or why. Like, you know, they think that Monet's pointillism was because he was incredibly nearsighted. So he was basically painting what he saw. And <laughs> Van Gogh, they think like, oh, he was epileptic in a way that probably made him see colors differently. And that's why the vibe, like, you know, all these things, mm-hmm. like, that's hard to achieve. But you can still figure out and be like, well, I really like, I like painting the shifts of skies, like I the, the color and, the, you know, the hues and everything. But then you can still be like, well, can I bring that kind of color play into other things? Can I make can I make a portrait feel that same shift or something? Just like mm-hmm. play around with it and do all the stupid things. How do you think then? Because you're talking about like finding the time, setting aside the time and setting yourself up for success. And I think like productive time in 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 this sense of the word isn't productive as in producing like the the number of things you produce but how do you think you try to set yourself up for improvement for improving success like i started thinking about like having a more concrete list of like well i want to be able to do this either as like i want to be able to check off in two months that i made something that is two feet high or three feet high or where you're like i want to make something you know, I want to draw a portrait that people see what it is before I tell them. Or <laughs> I want to get really, really good at reflections or shadows or proportions or distortions. Or I want to get super good at pleading or whatever. Or setting yourself like a task list of being like, okay, you're going to practice noses. You know, this whole week you get to do nothing else. Like what what do you do to try to feel like I'm going to get this that kind of stuff never works for me. I want it to so badly. Like I want to do like draw. You're like you're not hands. my real dad. <laughs> it's like draw a hundred hands. Okay, that sounds great. You know how many hands I've drawn since I started that in like March two. I've drawn two hands. <laughs> I just I can't I can't convince myself to do those kind of things. I just I don't know why. The only thing that I've ever stuck to doing was. Inktober last year. And the reason I did it was because I did it my way. I did it on my iPad, which isn't ink at all, but I did use just black. So and shading. I created a theme for myself of something that I actually liked instead of just this open ended thing and like not knowing what to do or trying to focus on someone else's thing. I did I followed along with dot tiff and she did all of the uh, prompts like or or had something in relation to her for the prompts and again it was on my iPad it wasn't even ink which isn't the challenge at all the challenge is learn how to draw an ink <laughs> like but I didn't do it but I did every single day and mm-hmm. I posted it and I and I displayed it and I was proud of it and I look back at them now and I'm like oh some of these are real bad but I'm like oh some of these are real funny and cute and it was because I chose to do it my way my way anyway sh- <laughs> sorry well may- maybe that maybe it's the other way around then that you should be like well you know i've com- i've complained about like i'm not a i'm not a fake practicer 
I want to actually do things. And maybe that means that, well, you know, you'll produce 80,000 little sketches or actual canvases because that's what you need to feel that you're actually like it's fun. So what I, what my advice is, is to let yourself like be OK with doing it the way you like to do it. Uh, however your practices or or whatever the craft that you want to practice you don't have to set aside like I'm going to set aside this hour I'm going to sit at a clean desk I'm going to do this thing like whatever the ideal situation is that for some reason you have not been doing for years on end and you just can't motivate yourself to do what if when you like to draw you like to put on crappy tv shows and sit on the couch and draw you know what that's absolutely not a bad thing you're not doing it wrong by like not isolating yourself and focusing on your drawing. If you need to have like other stuff going on, that doesn't seem like the ideal thing or, oh, you don't have the right posture or you're not sitting in the right chair or it's like, if this is what you like doing, if you like making doodles with like your spilt coffee, like, and that's when do, you do, do stuff. check in with your body every now and then, though, because you <laughs> yeah. will hurt Don't everywhere. hurt yourself. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. But I'm saying like sometimes giving in to those like personal whims when it comes to motivating yourself to actually do something. Sometimes it's better to just give in to those whims to and do the thing than to say like, oh, well, my conditions aren't ideal and I'm not doing it right. So I'm not doing it at all. Mm-hmm. Do you have a thing that you're right now is like, I want to get good at this, big or small? Right now, there are tons of things I want to get good at. What I actually feel like I'm excited to get good at is more of my like little comic drawings because I see where it's going. I see that it is getting better. The lines are getting cleaner. The the ideas are coming across stronger. And I'm like finding a, I went through like a whole different, set of stages of like what it is I'm trying color then I try no color then I try pops of color like I've gone through all the iterations of trying it and you know what I put every single one of those out there and I think that that's a big help too in that even though I was trying it I put it out there even though it wasn't perfect it wasn't like the idea like oh I'm looking at this beautiful grid of everything that looks exactly the same and it's all in the same language like even if I decide to draw a stupid sketch that makes no sense has nothing to do with there's no you know girl involved in it whatsoever it's just fireflies and it's scribbles I put it out there because it's like I don't know if this is going to become a thing or not and I'm tired of being afraid of putting out those like dumb ideas because it will like make my grid not look perfect but also the fireflies still felt very much in the same universe right so that's like not being afraid of having that dot tiff was just on holiday that day (laughs) she was she was well she was down at the bottom looking up at the fireflies whatever (laughs) but like that's the kind of thing where i think that a lot of our motivation gets strangled where we are striving for this perfection and it's not about just putting it on instagram i'm using that kind of as like a an overarching example of you know having the perfect grid you can like use that as a metaphor for basically anything but it's trying all that stuff and then seeing what works and then getting excitedly you know moving forward with the things that do and it doesn't matter how many people like it it's how you feel about producing it and I think that that is an important part. And we, one of the things we wanted to say in this episode, there are times where something won't take a lot of time, where something you make takes almost no time at all, and it feels really easy. And that doesn't mean it isn't good. Because a lot of times we feel like when we are 
motivating ourselves to get better, it has to be a difficult thing. It has to be hard. It has to be a struggle. And a lot of times, sometimes you make something and it's like a dumb little thing. You feel like, gosh, this was anybody could do this. It was so easy. But you know what? Not anyone could do it because not everyone thought of it. Mm -hmm. And just because it was easy, it means you have a whole bunch of skills behind you making it possible. It's not going to be your greatest work. But just because it was easy doesn't mean that it's not necessarily going to be good. And I think that that's an an also an important motivator to have that like those there can be easy things and then there could be things that you spend hundreds of hours on and it's an absolute struggle, but it comes out also awesome or awful. You never know. But those things that just because it's not hard doesn't mean that it can't also be really, really good. And you can let yourself be okay with that. I think that's a really important reminder. Like I have some dresses, especially some that I've made recently that I'm like, oh, these are so basic. I shouldn't even take pictures of these. But then I'm like, yeah, no, but I like did the very basic patterning for this and I put it together and it fits well. It's not cheating just because it's not a super complicated dress. I picked Mm -hmm. out a good fabric that did some of the work for me because it's like a little stretchy and it like, you know, and it's still it's still it's a pretty dress. I feel pretty in it. And it goes swirly, swirly when I spin around, which is the most important part. And it has pockets, which I, which is actually the most important part. And, you know, like that counts. Oh, it totally counts. And I think, yeah, no, I think that's a very, very important point. Yeah, there's like um, doing like yeah, a couple seascape paintings that I've done. Like it feels like swooshy paint, right? But it's like they came out so quickly. You know, some things I will take hours to paint. Other things, it's like 15, 20 minutes. And sometimes I look at it and I'm like, gosh, that looks so good. Like it just looks so good. (laughs) And I put almost no time into it. And it's almost like the effortlessness of it. Effortlessness, which is not effortlessness to say. (laughs) It's just like, that's kind of what makes it look good. And you can be proud of like your use of color or the texture or the composition. Like just because that came out naturally, all of a sudden, doesn't mean that, oh, wow, this is like a, a, cheap thing that I can, you know, sell for a dollar because it took me so quick to do. It's like, no, this is that's your skill catching up to you a little bit. That is also you just like kind of knowing what to do and the leveling up. It it does it holds us just as much value or as much beauty or as much worth as the pieces that you spent tons and tons of time on. And I think that this is also a, a motivator here where sometimes you get those twings of motivation just by like I just made something kind of fast and pretty good and, and it I was feel like fun and it was fun right like you're allowed to have fun in your motivation you're allowed to have fun while you are progressing at a skill and it doesn't always have to be hard to be fun and to advance your skill level absolutely do you think you're gonna do Inktober again this year absolutely I am actually <laughs> so excited for Inktober I'm I'm like, I'm ready because I'm going to do it my way. And I can't wait to do that. Are you doing Inktober this year? I'm pretty sure I am. And I kind of want to a little bit steal your idea, uh, but do my more sort of figurative cartoony drawing, but having like a little self avatar doing stuff because I like drawing myself and I like drawing cartoony stuff. And I think it would be a fun challenge to be like, well, how would, you know, little tiny line drawing cartoony julia do stuff with uh i'm trying to remember what 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 was last year balloon uh, float whatever 
I think you should absolutely do it. I'm going to be extremely jealous because you're so much better at line drawing than I am. <laughs> so maybe that will be my motivator in that like I'm just like mad at you. Well, every time you draw like this really cute thing and I'm like, oh, I wish I could draw that cute. <laughs> so but you should absolutely still do it regardless of how jealous it's going to make me. <laughs> because art is an endless cannibalistic feast and it tastes good, which is a quote from a professor of mine. And I will never, ever forget it. I mean, it also sounds a little bit like art is wanting to smack your friends over the head and eat their bones, too. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, why not? Yeah. Okay. so before we wrap up, I just remembered that we should also give a shout out to our friend Adina Hurley, who has also started releasing her uh, comics. And she also shares some of her process and like how she how she does stuff. So you can go and find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do. And we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us individually at Tiffany Armand and at Julia Scott, S K O T T. Uh, we will be back in a fortnight. And until then, let's find some motivators and get productive and make and do really, really well, really, really make it and really do it.